Cuff Radio is about to begin. Everybody loves a hero. I believe there's a hero in all of us. Welcome to Real Cuff Radio, and tonight we have David Kuster speaking to us, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to let him just start out telling his testimony, and then as we get into it, we'll ask some questions, but uh, David? Hi, uh, my name is Dave Kuster. Uh, I guess I'll just start by uh, saying I grew up on a farm in Illinois. Uh, I'm an old guy, or I consider myself old. I'm older, not not necessarily old. Uh, I was born in 49, and uh, and that's 1949. On a farm in Illinois, and uh, my dad was a first-generation America. My grandpa came from Germany when he was 16 years old, and he never got went back because uh, he knew that if he went back, he wouldn't come back to America, and America was where he wanted to be. But he was really lonely, and uh, so uh, he worked to overcome that loneliness. And uh, that's what we did. My dad worked hard. Uh, he told stories about picking corn by hand on his way to school. So he'd go, he'd pick corn down to the end of the row and then he'd walk the rest of the way to school. They lived uh, about three miles from school and uh, that was no big deal for kids to walk then. Uh, so, uh, he uh, told told me stories about he only went through eighth grade and he did that in three months and that's uh, the rest after that he was thirteen and he worked like a man and uh, that's pretty much the way he raised his boys. I got a brother and our summer vacations were a little bit different than. Uh, kids nowadays we didn't have internet we didn't have a gadget in our hand uh, we had a pitchfork or a milk cows uh, our summers we got up at five in the morning went when we were putting up hay went to bed at dark so it's, it's a little different and that's how I grew up and that's that's what I knew uh, just uh go a little quicker I went to the military uh, when I was 20 what military went to the Air Force for four years uh, that's where I met my first wife Jeannie All right. so it was uh, it was real interesting uh, it was uh, in 69 so that's when Vietnam was, was uh, still pretty heavy we uh, got married uh, when I had a year left in the military. And uh, after that, we moved back home. 
uh, took this California girl, you know a little bit about California girls, took this uh, completely city girl to a farm in Illinois, and uh, wow, it was, uh, it was different. Here's a uh, old workaholic, raised by a workaholic, married to a city girl, raised by an alcoholic. Oh, wow. And uh, we lived there uh, 20 years, and uh, after we'd lived there 12 years, I got, is when I got paralyzed in 84. How did you become paralyzed? It's a... Uh, I got rear-ended by a truck uh, on a way to work. And uh, just to back up a little bit, uh, in 81, I started my own business. Uh, and one of the things that I learned from my dad, not only how to work, but, uh, you know, that was the one thing I, I knew I could do. And so... Even even the bad management in my uh, in my uh, masonry business, since it was just me and a couple of guys working together, uh, I could just work harder and make enough money. I made a, a pretty good pretty good living. We had four kids by the time I got paralyzed in '84. So, but uh, you know, when you're used to making your living. Uh, with your hands, with your back. I I didn't go to college because I didn't like school. And I knew I could make a good living with my back because I was a strong boy. And uh, and I did it. Uh, you know, I I netted after taxes and all expenses paid $20,000 $20, uh, the first year I was in business. And uh, in 1981... That was that was decent money yeah. for anybody, and uh, you know I know people nowadays that make less than that. I mean they're below poverty, but even so, uh, that's what 30, 40, 35 years ago now. So anyway, uh, going to work June of eighty four. I got rear-ended by a, by a truck, and that took away everything I trusted. And uh, when you believe that you can make your living with your back, and everything's taken away from you, it's... Uh, it's pretty devastating. I was laying in the bed uh, those first few days. Being, I'm a C6, C7 quad, if anybody knows what that means. And that, that basically means just a little bit below your neck, uh, just above your chest. I'm paralyzed. So I have... Uh, my legs don't work. I can't. I can't walk. My one arm doesn't work. My right hand doesn't work. Uh, and 
the only reason my left hand works is because I I had an operation where they they moved the the tendons so that I'd be able to pick stuff up to yeah. clench my fist. But uh, I didn't even know they could do that. Oh, it's amazing, and they can do so much more now. But all it could do before was both this right hand just flops, but the left hand it could extend because this is the C7 side, which is the last vertebra. And my triceps worked on the left, but uh, this enabled me to be able to pick stuff up, and so that was real helpful. But even so, if people see me in a wheelchair, they'll see that I, I, li I, my butt is scooted, my butt is scooted forward in the chair so that I'm, so the center of gravity doesn't, I don't land on my, on my lap. Oh. And and so uh, it's a. Uh, People that see me, they, they think, oh, he, he's not paralyzed or he's not this. And when they hear my story, they go, wow. It's just because I'm used to being in the chair. But You've in been the, in the chair now for how many it, years? It'll be 32 years, uh, uh, June of, uh, yeah, this, this coming June 14th. But you know... In the beginning, when everything you believed in is taken away from you, working with your back, uh, that whole laying on your back, not being able to do anything, it's just uh, just devastating. You know, you can't... Uh, the, I, I suppose the good thing... Uh, I, w I was a Christian at that time, and and it's uh, I don't I wouldn't ever want to say I was a good Christian, but I did believe God was uh, in control, and so I, I think that was the a big part of my success. But those beginning seven eight years, I suppose, maybe ten. Uh, I had always been a dominant man. It's like I, when I was sharing uh, in our group, we I used to have a saying, there's a right way, a wrong way, and there's Dave's way, and we do it Dave's way. So <laughs> I don't know if, you, if yeah. you can remember, Edith piped right up, and she didn't divorce you then. Uh. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, that was, that was my way. I was this crusty old guy that, he was going to do it the way he was going to do it. And in a sense, you know, that probably saved saved me and, and helped me to endure, but it also drove away the people that loved me the most. But, you know, with that, you know, that's the way I went. Uh, I was home all the time, so I was... Meh. I didn't Were have, you angry, mad, mad at God? Did it come out in your... Uh... Well, I, when people would ask me that, I'd say, I'm not mad at God. Of course, then I'd try to run down my kid with my wheelchair or something. Oh, wow. I, we, we, had a, we built a new house in 86, and we had doors on, under the sink, just like we have these open here. And uh, I can remember Shane did something, and I was just, <clears throat> you know, I, 
went right after him and tried to hit him in the ankles. So was I mad at so God? So you couldn't spank him, but you could run him over. Yeah. You know, I. But but even so, you know, yeah, I was angry. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I, it, and it's a. Uh, I was angry. I was frustrated. I didn't know what to do, how to make a living, since I'd grown up working. Uh, I just I didn't know what to do. There's a friend of mine when I'd been in the hospital for a couple of years. Uh, I guess I was hurt in June of '84, and uh, in uh, May of '85, I guess I bl I I ended back up. Uh, in the hospital for about five months with a staff and a lot of uh, infections and but he he brought me something that's that's always meant a lot to me and and it's a uh, it's something that An Andrew Murray uh, wrote I don't know how to describe who Andrew Murray is uh, but but he's he's a, an author yeah an old saint that uh he did a lot of things, and, and he wrote a, first he brought me here. It's by his will that I'm in this hard place, and in that fact I will rest. Next he will keep me here in his love and give me grace to behave as his child. Then he will make the trial a blessing, teaching me the lessons he intends me to learn and working in me the grace he means to bestow. Last, in his good time, he can bring me out again. How and when, he knows. Let me say I am here by God's appointment, in his keeping, under his training, for his time. And I like what it says, especially in that last line, that God... He can bring me out again. Doesn't say he will. And, you know, uh, uh, I believe God can heal me, but uh, I don't believe uh, we all get healed. And some of us just have to deal with what we got. And, and in my life, my chair has almost been a blessing. And, and people, when I say that, uh, they uh, they just look at me like, "Man, you you're nuts." But it it really has because uh, being a proud man that always did it his way, uh, and then driving people away because of the hurt that I had and the anger for my dad and the, the anger of the of at God, uh, the anger about this losing my work. It's uh, th this chair's helped me to be humble. It's it's helped me to remember where my help comes from. You know, it's helped me to to say, yeah, you you can do this, but you, David, have to be weak. To be strong or be used by me, uh, you know. I, for the most part, I, I'm a pretty quiet guy. I don't. Talk. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, my my wife, she can talk to anybody. 
but me and me and my dog are pretty happy together. I don't mind uh, sitting one on one or a couple, but uh, God's helped me to to like myself, and I never did. You mm -hmm. know. How has he helped you to like yourself? Even just a well, few examples through the years. I don't know. This, uh, you know, I, I was married for a, a long time to my first wife, but she probably left a long time before we got divorced, mentally. Yeah. And and for a, a number of reasons, probably, but uh. Uh, she left in uh, December of 2003. And, uh, you know, a lot of us say, uh, my wife did this, or my wife did that, or my husband did this, or my husband did that. And uh, so that gives me justice, to, justification to do whatever I did. But the other part of it is, is my frustration and anger and bullheaded self-centeredness uh, all that our tongue uh, does fire. so much to drive people away and uh, I call our tongue almost one of those justified uh, okay sins that Christians do they can gossip and talk about their neighbor but uh, if uh, you see a gay guy or somebody committing adultery or something, oh, they're terrible people. And, and I've come to see that the sin of using our tongue in the wrong way, as I've done so much of my life, uh, didn't really come to... Uh, mean so much until my wife left and I was there by myself in a wheelchair had to learn how to take care of myself and and then God could get my attention and say buddy this is what your tongue has accomplished and and it's only as 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 uh, I, I believe God sees our heart, and he says, oh, well, I guess he's ready for this because he wouldn't listen to anybody before, so why should I work on him? So, and, so now he is. Oh, okay. And, and, and then uh, he got my attention through some of that stuff. And it, it caused me to uh, change my attitude. Self-evaluate why exactly. you were where you were at. Exactly. My daughter gave me one of the greatest compliments uh, anybody could give me. She says, oh, it's too bad Mom didn't wait for the new improved Dave Kuster. And I'm thinking, yeah. But uh, I don't know is that, if that answers your question, but that's kind of an example. Of, you know, I've screwed up a lot of things in my in my life, but I'd say what I accomplished with my tongue is probably a, some of the stuff that uh, has hurt people the most, you know. And that's what God had to work on. And it took a while. 
Yeah. But he's been working on it. Yeah, it's a, you know, I had a bad attitude for nine years, and uh, I wasn't going to get married again. I can do this myself. A lot, uh, some more denial of just like I wasn't mad either. You know, I'll, I wasn't lonely either. Well, that was just a bunch of crap too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Were you too stubborn-headed to even admit you were lonely? Oh, man, I mean, you. I'm not going to even give you the time of day to say that I am. I'll tell you, I got bullheaded and self-centeredness down pat. When when I was uh, finally decided to get married again, uh, uh, I put together a profile for this for this online website, and and one of the things that I asked for was a woman that wasn't afraid to talk to me because I had stupid down and I needed somebody to be able to get in my face. And, and that's, uh, God definitely give me that. And sometimes uh, I just have to say, that's what you asked for, David, so you better shut up. That's good. So, you know, and, and it, it, those are little things that... Uh, I'd 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 say that's a, probably been the biggest blessing to me to be able to to learn to be con- more considerate. Uh, Would you say also that um, maybe somebody who's been or is in your position that nothing is impossible with God? Here you are at home by yourself in a wheelchair. And God supernaturally gives you a wife. Well, I and how that came about? I mean, I would believe that that is a miracle in itself. If somebody's sitting there thinking to themselves, "There's just no way life is. I'm lonely. I, I have nothing. I don't ever see myself having anything." You know, uh, my my marriage to Grace is a miracle because. Uh, just like I said, I need somebody to be able to get in my face who's not afraid of me because I got stupid down. Uh, it's a miracle that I'm willing to listen to her. If, if, if my first wife hears this testimony, she'd either laugh or cry one because I never listened. I, don't, I didn't listen. She said she would say she's been known to say I I could say baloney and it would mean GD to her. It, it's what comes out of our mouth has nothing in a lot of time, a lot of ways does has nothing to do with what we say. It's how we deliver what we say. If our hard hearted crustiness isn't gonna consider the other person. You know, uh, and and so that was a miracle. God had to prepare me for nine years before I was qualified to marry Grace, and and that was a big one. My being willing to listen. The other thing is, uh, who marries some old sixty-four-year-old man in a wheelchair? I mean, man. Uh, <laughs> And, and being some beautiful Asian woman that's 24 years younger than me. I mean, she's either got a mental problem or blind one. 
you know. You said it, I didn't. You know. And, and, Glory to God. And so uh, that's a miracle. It is. You know. Uh, and, and she's a godly woman, too. Yeah. Very godly woman. And, and you, not only did God change my attitude, but he, I've always been an overly optimistic person. But who's in a wheelchair and, and flies 7,000 miles to the Philippines where it's definitely not handicap accessible? I mean, it, it's just amazing uh, the thing God has planted in my heart that there's nothing too hard for God. I mean, it's just, uh, and those are just a few of the, you know, things that are... Uh, she told me before, too, that uh, you guys were friends oh, getting to know each other for two years before any of this, just by Internet, uh, talking. And I don't know if you had if you FaceTimed or, or did any of that, but... Yeah, we... Uh, Skyped or... We, we met. That, well, we talked the first time... Uh, December 7th of uh, 2012 and then uh, I finally decided uh, after talking to her for about eight, not eight or nine months I maybe should prepare to go to the Philippines to see if this woman had a mental breakdown or something that she would be in love with this old guy so uh, almost to the day a year later uh, I flew to the Philippines and uh, I was there for six months during that time we got engaged but then I went back uh, and she didn't come to for uh, June nine months later yeah she didn't come back to America, she didn't come here uh, till nine months after I uh, left. Okay. That was actually a year, I, 14 months after I proposed. And uh, so it was a little over two years, two and a half years, uh, uh, because, you know, this whole thing with internet dating. A lot of people boo-hoo it, but I heard somebody that I really appreciated what I said. You know, this enables us to, uh, it, it brings back letter writing that is kind of a lost art. And when you write your words you ask questions that you don't ask face to face. All right. And and I, I I appreciated the opportunity to really get to know her. Uh, you know I I was very skeptical, and so was she. Even even uh, when she first when I flew there, she she said, oh, "I wonder if I'm going to like this guy." But one of the miracles too is. Uh, backing up a little bit when we first met she was praying to, like I was praying is this the one Lord uh, 
she was praying and that one of the first things she says to God, she says, it's not this old man, is it? And I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm just, yeah, I mean, now that's a realistic uh, request because that's exactly what I'm thinking. Boy, this woman must, you know, and, uh, but she's just a gift. I, I, I have a, I don't know if, if people believe in in God giving them words, but this is a word that I was praying one night. Uh, Grace, uh, she she told me first that she loved me, and then for a week or two or three, she said, "Don't you love me? I I I told you I loved you. Don't you love me?" And I, and I said, "Well, that's just not something I can easily do." And and uh, I was praying one night and uh, crying and praying and crying and 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 God He spoke to me and I I don't that isn't something that happens to me very often and, and I'll just uh, I I wrote it down and I'll just read it to you it, it's it's pretty cool it, it says yes David I love you and she grace is my special gift to you. I was asking him, she grace is my special gift to you. She's an amazing, gifted woman, and you will see how much I love you through her. She is your human example of how much I love you. You don't even know. You can't imagine the depths of this woman. She has gifts that I have given her that she hasn't even begun to use or develop. I have put you in her life to be her human rock, to stand behind her, to encourage her, to always be there because in you I have put a stubbornness of perseverance that most men don't have. Be careful to love her well. She is my special, special gift to you. Few men know how fragile women are underneath, that part of them that can be hurt so completely, that will destroy them utterly. But I say again, love her well. I have great plans for you, for the two of you. Love her well. Oh, David, you will help. she will help you in so many ways. The two of you together will be an amazing team. Wait and see, wait and see what I have planned. I believe it. You know, and it's, it, it's, that's so cool because as our life together continues... I see that just coming coming about, and that's again one one more miracle that uh, he's done. So I, you know, I, he is I, in the miracle business. Yeah, I, I don't know what else you you want me to say, but I kind of. How would you encourage somebody that might be laying in bed right now? contemplating is it even worth living how would you speak any form of encouragement maybe even perseverance to to believe God or trust God that he's if they're here they still have a plan there's a reason I mean any well, kind of I, that how you've received encouragement to keep on going 
I, I've always been a, a stubborn person, and uh, I don't I don't know what works for other guys. I just know that I I believe that if if we dare to if we dare to live, dare to believe, just the putting your foot forward, the getting up one more day. Uh, it always seems to work for me. It, when I sit and think about the crud, then it always seems to get worse. But when I, I talk to myself a lot, and I believe that's okay. Uh, Self-talk, yeah. talk, whatever you gotta do, encourage yourself. And and that's basically what I do. I, I, I tell the, the negative thinking to shut up and go on with the positive stuff and then I I just encourage myself that I can do this and when I take the foot first step then it all gets easier it all but it's that first step it's that it's that telling the negative thoughts to stop and we we all have that fight in us we we need to take control of that thought and uh that just works for me. I just know that I got real lazy when I was when I was living by myself. Some days I didn't get up till three in that afternoon. Well, that means uh, a lot of times I didn't go to bed till one, two, three in the morning. And you know there was nobody there to hold me accountable. And as I uh, started my married life again. I just felt God saying, you need to have a schedule. So I, most of the time, I get up between 8 and eight and 9. And it just helps me to sleep better. It just helps me to accomplish more. And it all begins with one step. And that's, I don't know. If I'm answering... Oh, no. I, I just was going to mention one positive thing that I do also see is that you haven't mentioned that you have uh, two stepchildren living with you now. Yeah. And because of the position that you're in, where maybe a husband would be running off to work and not be home, but now that you're in the position you can give to these two children uh, bits of wisdom, time, effort, encouraging them, um, sewing into them morals, uh, just, just a, a listening yeah. ear, what they're going through, they can come talk to you. And you've really said to me before, that you feel that this is a second chance, or maybe you you're not very happy what you, with your first children and how that mm -hmm. all came out, but now you're taking and sewing into these two stepchildren of yours, and it's yeah. been a big blessing both ways. Yeah, I think uh, you know I can always find. Uh, I guess we all can find uh, things that we don't like what we did. 
Uh, I know my relationship with my first children are better now. Uh, I I wanted a widow and orphan, and that's what God gave me. And so now I have stepchildren and a and a beautiful wife, and I try to spend. Uh, I don't pray or talk to him every night at bedtime, but uh, you know three, four nights a week, and just share whatever, uh, whether it's the Word or, or whether it's just part of my life. or And uh, that's just cool. You know, it gives you... It gives you reason to live. I mean, if some old guy like me is ever listens to this... Uh, you know, so often we think, man, I'm old. I'm 60, I'm 65, I'm 70. And, well, yeah, you're older, but not necessarily old. There's still a lot of stuff that God, I believe, has planned for you unless you give up. And that's, I think, what I've, uh, God's helped me to, to not do, to not give up. And that you're valuable. Yeah, exactly. And these kids, uh, a grace, it's uh, it's a blessing. That how uh, I can input into their life. I can, and uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, David, I just want to say thank you very much. And uh, appreciate it. Well, I hope you know, uh, it touches somebody. I believe it will. I believe it will. And uh, I know that there are people that will listen that will relate. And if they're honest with themselves, they'll hear exactly where they're at. And uh, hopefully, they'll just keep on trudging forward. And by the way, why don't you take the time to pray for those people right now and uh, who would be listening, pray for them, that they will not give up and they will be able to see that there is purpose in their life still. Lord God, uh, I just ask you to come to whoever is listening. Uh, it seems like uh, Whatever, if it's our thoughts or we want to blame it on the devil or whatever. But there's always a negative thought trying to pull us down. Especially after some devastating something happens to us. And God, I just ask that uh, you'd touch whoever's listening. That you'd uh, just put your arms around them and and let them know that you're loved, that you have a plan for them, that uh, you'll give them the strength to go on if, if, if they'll just ask. God, just have your way in, in their lives. Uh, bless them. Help them to know whether it's uh, through you whispering in their ear or some friend knocking on the door or a phone call or whatever that uh, they're valuable, that uh, they're there for a reason. Just have your way.
Jesus' name, amen. Amen, and we agree. Well, that's a wrap. Be blessed, and tune in for the next one.